You're listening to WDW Tales, a glimpse of the Central Florida theme parks from a cast member's perspective. WDW Tales, behind the name tag. And now your host, Justin Stone. Hey everybody, welcome back to WDW Tales. As the intro said, I'm Justin Stone. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, So far, it's been pretty exciting. I've been getting a pretty good response from everyone. So for those of you who have been listening in, thanks so much. It really means a lot to me that my stories are interesting, not just to myself, uh, but to... Uh, those are around me, so thanks so much, and uh, I'm really excited to, to continue the conversation about uh, my days working in the theme parks of Central Florida. But what I wanted to do today is a little bit different, where I have uh, focused my episodes on some experiences that I've had within a specific work location. I thought it would be fun to tell everyone... Um, just about how you play a role with uh, the the Central Florida cast members and theme park employees. And maybe there's some things that you don't think about that uh, impact their lives or their day and other things that uh, they wish that you would do and you wouldn't do uh, as you have a good time at the park. So a couple couple of things that I'll take you through that uh, just talk about how you can uh, make everyone's experience a lot better. So let's check it out. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, something that probably everybody knows, but I think is worth saying is that uh, cast members, believe it or not, are people too. They're human beings. And just because they put a name tag on and ask how many in your party or get up on stage and perform doesn't mean they have the... They don't have the same issues as the rest of us, so money and hours that they work and car payments and what they're going to do on their their days off and all of that stuff still plays a role in how they act on stage. And um, it's always good just to remember that. And so, not to say that they're super fragile people, but it can be exacerbated by a negative guest experience. And, um, And so... As you kind of go into the the parks and you think about, wow, it's hot or it's raining a lot or the the prices are so high or even I'm I'm having a great time, all of that can affect the way that you interact with the cast members and and their uh, receptivity of of how you do it. So just something to think about. And and again, I'm sure that everyone listening here knows that. But uh, there are days that um, you just kind of forget or you lose sight of that. So on behalf of the existing theme park employees, please keep that in mind. Uh, Anyways, so I thought what I would do is, uh, I was going to do the compliment sandwich, where you're going to start with a positive and then throw some negative in there and then end with a positive, but I thought there's probably a bigger story to be told in some of the not-so-positive experiences that at least I've experienced or my wife or my friends have experienced as they, uh, as we were frontline cast members or employees at one time or another and so uh, see how many of these that you may have done or that you are conscious of or that you actually notice other people doing and uh, maybe you're the awesome guest and, and if you don't do any of these things then 
keep coming back because you're great and bring your friends. But uh, I think the biggest thing for uh, for us that we've noticed is um, kind of plays into the whole cast members are, are people too, is that in some of the parks you'll see that there are cast members walking in and out of work. And uh, while I am not a big fan of having the cast members off the clock and guests mix, I think it ruins a lot of the magic. Uh, there are parks like uh, the Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom where you're going to interact with some some cast members coming off the clock. So they may have their headphones in or shirt untucked. I don't know what the rules are about what you can and can't do. I remember when I we used to have to do that. We still had to basically stay as on stage ready as possible, at least until we got to our, our parking area. But um, when you see those guys it's okay to stop and ask questions. Where is this? Where is that? How do I get to this? But when you get into this, you know, whole, I, I, you know, this is my, how my day has been going and, and this and this and this and this, and they just want to get home or they just want to get to work. Uh, it can be a little distracting. And so while we would do our best to direct you to what you needed, um, there might be some times where we just kind of don't want to deal with it. Sorry. <laughs> It's just when we have to get somewhere. So if we seem like we can't help you, it's not that we're being curt. It's just that we are kind of off the clock. So if you could keep that in mind, it would be awesome. Uh, but again, we'll all help you out. Everyone will help you out. It's just uh, we don't we can't do the, the full-blown helping you out at the moment just because, well, it's time for us to go. So that'd be cool if you guys just remember that. So what about some other things within the parks that used to at least drive me absolutely crazy? And the biggest one for me, which is weird, but it totally is, is flash photography. As much as the scripts and the spiels and the automated recordings will say no flash photography, there's invariably somebody who's like, I gotta get that shot, I gotta get that shot. It's so dark in here, I have to use flash photography. But of course, then that flash screws up the show for everybody else and it still doesn't come out and uh when I was the great movie ride I'd get a flash in my eyes and uh that's never fun when you're trying to spiel or you're trying to shoot a gun and run up and down steps um so as much as as people think it's not a big deal it's a huge deal if you think about doing shows so a gangster show at the great movie ride was about eight minutes long on an eight-hour shift I would probably do six and a half hours of actual on-stage ride time. So do the math. So you might think it's just the one thing for you, but it's actually for us. It's over and over and over again. It would drive me nuts. I would just lose it sometimes because just getting a flash in the eyes repeatedly. And there are certain guests who just are like, we're going to do it anyways, and we don't care. And I can't stand those types of guests. But um, something else to just think about. If it says there's no flash... There's a reason there's no flash, and so uh, just don't do it. Just don't do it. And especially, like, if I'm a guest and I'm riding with you and you're on Pirates and you use flash photography, that's it. We're, we're done. We're through. You don't need to listen anymore. Don't do it. It's None of the pictures are going to come out. I promise you, these pictures are going to look terrible. So just don't do it. We cool? Awesome. Another thing that... I'm actually quite guilty of, and uh, when I'm a guest, and so many folks are guilty of, and uh, I guess it's okay for time and place, but you're always going to get those guests who like to recite 
the attraction, namely in the haunted mansion in the in the stretch room, or rock and roller coaster in the pre-show. Uh, you'll it, you'll always find those guests that want to you know sing along, so to speak, and uh, it's fine because there's a connection. You know the the guests might love that ride, or they might be showing off for someone in their party, um, but there are some folks who just do it obnoxiously and they completely ruin the show for other guests so imagine if you were waiting in line for 100 minutes to see whatever the, maybe the frozen ride which you do what you want to do it's you um, but then somebody recites the thing the whole time and like how does that make you feel so you know again it's okay to do but you just kind of do it the right way you don't don't be the show let the show be the show and you know you can support the show by doing that but maybe not to the level and degree of what the show is so and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about like I, I guarantee you everyone's rolling their eyes and being like oh I've got I, I've been in that experience or I, I have a friend of mine who does that all the time and so um you know just kind of think about where you are and uh and the people around you and so that everyone gets to enjoy the show but uh that's another one and and I should say this isn't about me, you know, griping and bitching about all the bad things. It's just things that you notice, things that cast members notice and we talk about when uh, when we're on break or when I was on break when I used to work at the parks and we'd be like, oh, we had this guest and they wouldn't stop talking and they wouldn't stop flashing the photography and, you know, they wanted to sit up front and we're trying to load the show. You're like, there are going to be those guests and that leads me to my next point. There's a there was a real sense of entitlement with some guests, and I get it. Like Disney World is expensive; it is a premium, or it was a premium product that people save up for a long time. You know that is the one big trip to, to some folks. And when you go, you have a certain expectation of what you're going to experience, and a lot of times that's not exactly what you experience. Sometimes the experience is different. And I'd say for the most part, people adapt. You know, people know if you're going to go in the middle of July, it's going to be hot. If you're going to go the week of Christmas, you know you're going to see like one thing because it's so busy. But there are guests that just show up and just want everything done for them. And if it's not done to their specificity, to their, you know, the way that they want it done, they freak out. I mean, I can't remember how many times at the great movie ride I'd be out at Greeter and someone would come up and say, well, what do you mean? Uh, first of all, what do you mean it's it's a ride? It's not a movie. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But the, uh, the things I would hear is they would say, oh, I, what do you mean I have to wait 60 minutes? I just waited an hour for the Rock and Roller Coaster and an hour for Tower of Terror. And is everything like this? And I'll say, well, it's, you know, the week of Christmas. Yeah, it kind of is. And if someone was really having kind of that bewilderment of how busy the park is I might depending on how those guests act I might just walk them back to the front of the line and just you know bring them to the exit and put them on but the ones who are like I can't believe this this park is way too busy it's oversold and Disney's is greedy and whatever your opinion is that's fine we don't need to hear it especially we don't need to hear it at scale Um, so just think about what you're going to do and be realistic in terms of the expectations of what you're going to be able to see given the resources you have, the time you visit, the, the hour you visit, all of those things because it's just kind of a drain. It's a drain on, on us cast members. Um, 
and with that entitlement, there's there there are just uh, other pieces of that. I think there's maybe a, that's a bigger umbrella, but like you would go through a queue after the park was closed, and there would be just water bottles and popcorn bottles and melted ice cream and sometimes like shoes. <laughs> you know, I would see like clothing and the amount of um, dirty pants dirty children's pants that I would find or my, my colleagues would find would uh, would really freak you out but it's just this whole like well I don't want to deal with it so I'm just going to leave it right here and it's someone else's problem and it's going to end up being our problem and it's tough for us to provide a good show for you if we're constantly doing these things or we're cleaning up after you or we're trying to make every single person happy which we, we do the best we can but on the flip side of that I mean they're good things too they're are the guests who like understand that and they know like we're real people and we like to have a good time when we can and I I I remember there was a time when I was working at Schwab's pharmacy when I was in food service at Universal my first job that I, I talked about a couple episodes ago where there was if you've never been to Schwab's at Universal it's an ice cream parlor it's like a 1940s 50s ice cream parlor and you walk in and you can stand in one line and get a scoop of ice cream and uh, you could also go over there's like a counter and you could sit at the counter and you can order a milkshake or an ice cream cone or an egg cream or whatever and for the most part the, uh, when I was over at that counter I was working um, super fast because I would get orders from one line and orders from the other line so I'd get orders from both lines but later on in the night there used to be a lagoon show with fireworks and everyone would be at that and every once in a while that I would get a guest and, and, and sit down and, and enjoy a Sunday and I remember there was one guest it was, it was him and I a few other people in, this, in the shop but you know we just talked a little bit and uh, you know he was just kind of it was a hot summer evening he'd been there all day with his family they were watching the lagoon show and he just had to break away and so he came in and we just struck up a conversation and he asked me what it's like to work you know and I didn't answer him like I did with Robin Williams if you remember that from a previous episode um, but I was like yeah this is fun I mean this is good this is what I am trying to trying to finish high school and then go to college and this is my game plan and you know, here's where I'm from and he talked about where he was from and it was maybe like a 20 minute conversation if that but at the end of it he's like how much do I owe you and I told him I was like no charge and you also, you'll notice I've, I'm prone to giving things away, such <laughs> the, the chagrin of the theme parks in Central Florida. But uh, if the experience is good, then that's what's that's what makes it right. Sometimes the the rides don't do it or the shows don't do it. It's the personal connection. So, you know, this just this one guest like totally made the my day because we sat and just talked and you know it didn't have to be. He wasn't a customer, and I wasn't the employee. It was just an f- easy conversation, and I felt good about it. I mean, that I, I served 80 bazillion cones of ice cream in my lifetime at Schwab's, but yet I remember that story. Those are the stories that we remember. Like, we'll always remember those good stories, and the not-so-good ones, too. But the, uh, the give-and-take between cast members and guests can really... Um, can really be dramatic and significant and it really if you kind of think about it, it makes your vacation it makes your trip so uh, stop and tell us a story I mean if we're super busy and you see that the line's really long and you're trying to we're trying to fix the queue or get something else you know we don't we don't really have the time to have those conversations but if it's empty and there's nothing going on strike up a conversation you'll see that we're 
cast members are, are good people and they have stories too. So that uh, does remind me of a couple um, experiences that uh, or conversations that I've had with guests that weren't so pleasant. Um, so let's talk a few more about those. Uh, the weather. I don't, I don't know if you know this, guys, but Disney doesn't make it rain. I'm sorry if I'm letting a, a huge secret out of the bag, but Disney doesn't make it rain. Trust me, uh, I used to sell ponchos in Adventureland, and every day in the summer from 4 to 4.08, it would rain, and it would rain hard, and everybody would come buy a $25 poncho or $19 poncho, whatever they were at the time, and then the minute they were done, they were they would the rain would stop and then they would be stuck with these ponchos and they'd want to return them and I'm like I'm sorry I can't return these it's uh, I don't know what the policy was and then I would like I would hear it and I would be like this is they'd say Disney makes it rain and this is the biggest racket in the world and you overcharge for this and now we're stuck with these things and we're never going to use them again I'm like I'm I'm totally sorry if you could ask anybody you'll say the rain you can hear the rain stops pretty quickly as soon as it starts but I, you know, no one asked, and I'm not going to sit and detract people and say, like, do you want to really want to buy this? Because the sun's about to come out. Um, so we did, Disney doesn't make it rain. They don't make it storm. That would be a really neat trick if they did. And maybe they do and they haven't let us know. And, and so if they do, I'm, I'm just as clueless as you guys are about that. But uh, maybe just wait it out a little bit too. Go inside, try and get into a ride, get into a show. Go see, you know, go ride the Wedway. That's always empty. Or, you know, hop into, if you're at Epcot, go into one of the, the great movies that are there. By the time you come out, the rain's probably gone. So, you know, sorry. Wish I couldn't help that out. Oh, here is another great one as I'm going through my notes here. That uh, is for, uh, for you attractions folk listening uh the big one here is when your kids are too small to ride but you swear that they rode last year like oh i swear little timmy was four feet tall and now he's only two and a half feet tall i don't understand how that happened he rode splash mountain last year this is a safety thing this is not like we have anything out for anybody although if you're a terrible guest then chances are you're we're probably not gonna lean uh in your favor but it's a safety thing. It's literally a liability and safety thing. It's just like the weather. It's like we we don't set the height requirements for the attractions. Disney does, well, or, or Universal, or their lawyers do. And so, uh, when we say that you can't go on or your kid can't go on, there's a reason behind it. It's not like we're we're mean spirited people. Um, but if you recall from my story in episode two, where um, the Space Mountain cast team gave this certificate to a child who was too small before to say, like, hey, we can't wait to see you come back. So we'll, we'll try and make it a positive experience, but you can't be like, ah, I swear we rode this before. Well, that's great. Whoever cast member was working during the time probably screwed up, so we're not going to support that. And here's another funny one. This one I love. This one is... This one made me smile more than I think it made me kind of peeved is... When an attraction goes down and it goes what, what's called 101 or 111, it means it's broken down, some mechanical issue, whatever, we'd have to stand outside and say uh, at the front of the ride, sorry, this ride is not operating at this time. Please check back later. And like nine out of ten times, you'll have the guests say, and I'm sure you know what I'm going to say, but they'll come up, they'll be like, well, what's wrong with it? Like, 
what's the problem? What's the issue? And I always want to be like, why, do you have a screwdriver with you? Did you bring your hammer? Uh, are you... I didn't know you were like an Imagineer. Cool. Let's let's go figure it out. Let's you know. It's not like we need to flip the switch a couple times. There's a, there's an issue for it. But the best is just, well, how come it's not working? What's the problem with it? How come uh, how come uh, can't we figure it out? Like yeah, sure, John from Cleveland. I'm sure that you can help us out. Move along, please. There are other things to see. So, uh, I, we appreciate you asking, and um, we wish you could help. But I mean. I don't know how to build one of those things. I had friends who worked in maintenance, and it's a pretty complex, uh, uh, you know, thing to work on. Even if it's like a, you know, something in the back of house in food service or merchandise. And what about my friends? Good old, uh, good old people having a little too much fun, and especially this is relevant around food and wine festival that's kicking off right now. It's okay to have a good time. It's okay to have a drink, but like, don't get wasted. Don't get super drunk. I mean, drinking around the world is an art, and it doesn't mean you do it in an hour. You, it's a drinking around the world is a day long activity, so you can stop and you can enjoy it and be responsible. But you will get those guests who just get so wasted, and it's hot in Florida, and so that exacerbates it and. Before you know it, you've got guests climbing up the side of the Mexican pavilion like they did last year. Like, don't do it. Don't, if you're going to get drunk, get get drunk. Well, don't get drunk. I shouldn't say get drunk. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> Have a good time, but be responsible. And nine times out of ten, we have to clean up after you. And there's no reason for you to do that. There's no reason for you to act like an idiot. And it's pretty bad. I've seen it so many times. I've had to deal with it so many times. And actually, if if guests get belligerent, we're actually not allowed to intervene. Or, or I at the time, uh, cast members when I worked at the theme parks, we were not allowed to intervene because of liability issues. We could get hit. Uh, there could be a confrontation where something could happen to the guest. So we would just have to kind of watch it unfold and call security, and then security would have to do their thing. Um, but you just look like an idiot. I mean, you, it's just, it's bad. And I noticed it a lot last year when I went down to Orlando for the Wine and Dine uh, half marathon and we went to the parks and it was just, everyone was a bro and they were wasted and it it's it's not like, it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. And it's like, oh, yo, let's go tip this trash can over. Let's go jump in the lagoon. Things that actually happened. That's my terrible accent, but those things actually happened. Let's go climb the Mexico Pavilion. Like, come on. Really? Really? Please. Really. (laughs) Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, But, you know, people are going to be people. So let's talk about some of the good things. I know we talked about one of the good things, but there are good things too. And I don't want to lose sight of that. Uh, But my guess is you're probably like going to like to hear about some of the bad things because you're probably going to agree. You've probably seen these things. You may have experienced these things. So you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, oh, I've seen kids sitting on the ropes in the queue and I'd hope it would break and they'd fall and bust their asses or, uh, you know, standing behind guests who bring in like their entire house into the security line. Like they've got, uh, you know, coolers full of sandwiches and scooters and all that stuff like you're probably like oh I've seen that stuff I've experienced that stuff 
people getting wasted at Epcot. Uh, so yeah, you could probably relate to that. But can you also relate to all the great things? And I'm sure that most of you can. And these are the things that we, as cast members, really do appreciate. We really do. It's it's not just a nine to five or whatever it is. It's that experience again. So uh, if you could uh, dial these up more on behalf of my cast member brethren uh, who are still there, you know, this would be amazing. So uh, we've already talked about treating us like people. Um, what about like things like positive comments? One of the things that's great for morale because it rarely happens is a guest will go to guest relations and say something positive about a cast member. Now, most of the time, they're going to go to guest relations because they're pissed off about something. A lot of times, it's not the cast member. It's the experience. So again, weather, lines, heat, prices, mixed with maybe one cast member who's not paying attention. Although I do have to say, the cast member experience, the last time, a couple times I've been to Disney, has, has not been exemplary, but it hasn't been terrible. But anyways, a lot of times, the guests will go to guest relations to bitch about something but every so often there will be a guest who like just had a great experience with somebody and they'll go to guest relations and they'll say hey i you know i, I met justin at in adventureland or i met whatever bill in frontierland or whatever and like they they made our day how can we how can we you know thank them and you just get like you fill out a little card and it just is like a little card saying what their name was, where you met them, what was the experience, and then that goes to the cast member's manager, and then the manager will give that to the cast member later on. And when I used to work there, you'd collect so many, and you'd, you'd basically get something. I think every business unit had a different incentive program, and it wasn't like, get five of these and win something. It was more like, you got a couple of them, and then your supervisor will pull you aside and be like, hey, you know, take the rest of the afternoon off, or let's go to lunch. Something that just said, hey, you know, good job really good job so if you can do that it's it's it just helps amazingly again going back to the whole scenario we cast members will go through so many encounters with so many people every day i mean just thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day so to all of a sudden a week later see that pop up in your mailbox is it's kind of everything it really is and you don't even have to go that far. I mean, it'd be great if you did, but even just saying thank you, like, you know what? Hey, thanks. Thanks for, it's not like you have to go up and hug them, you know, like, or like a, uh, you know, a military person or a fire person. It's just like, you know, like, hey, thanks. Thanks for uh, not making me walk through this whole line. You know, thanks for doing a great show. Thanks for the great food, for the great service. Thank you very much. It doesn't even have to be like a tip if you're a food service person. It's just that complimentary tone something that little that says a little bit of that was fun that was good thank you really made it made our experience and uh that really makes our day so that's easy to do it's totally free just, just try and make like a this might sound cheesy but like maybe say like before you get to the park i'm gonna do five of these today i'm gonna do six of these and keep a list you know just say all right i'm saying thank you thank you thank you it may even make you feel better you know there might be some kind of affirmation within that, some sentiment within that that makes your day a little bit better too. So I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins here, but you know, I'm trying to just to help everybody out. Uh, what about following the rules? Easy. Just follow the rules. Don't climb Mexico. That's the best one I can say is don't get wasted and don't climb Mexico. Don't, uh, don't, let's see what just happened from someone was telling me, I guess some, some people with a, with annual passes, um, 
got around the fence at the construction fence at the Hollywood Studios to take a bunch of video of um, Residential Street being ripped down or New York Street being ripped down. Um, and they got caught. <laughs> and I guess they got their passes re- revoked. But like, don't be dumb. Don't. I mean, the rules are lame. But uh, in the same sense, just follow them. And if you have an issue with it, then talk to somebody. Uh, don't just take it upon yourself. It gets back to the entitlement thing. Don't feel entitled to do whatever you want because uh, inadvertently or inadvertently, there's going to be somewhat repercussions on, on someone, even if you know it or not. So that's that. Um, conversations. So what about asking questions? Um, as I talked about before, it's great to sit and talk with somebody but if you see that we're super, super busy, like Fantastic just let out and the tower is like way backed up all the way down Hollywood, don't be like, hey, you know, how's it going? Or, hey, can you tell me which t-shirt is available at Use Guys Merchandise on the other side of the park? Because I mean, we'll do it, but you'll see we have a responsibility that we have to address first. And so just wait a second and, and let us do it. And so when you do that, it'll help immensely in fact like when that stuff would happen i'd be like you know what let me actually um call somebody and see if if that's there like let me take the time to actually get you the right answer not just like the quick answer and that goes that again works so well uh for both the cast member and the guest it's just kind of hanging out um and now that people have iphones you can just hang out on your iphone for a little bit right that's another thing that totally works me off but we'll talk about that another day and uh and so just you know just, just wait a second. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get to you in, in a matter of time. Uh, and also, how about the people who, as I continue to say, kind of have that entitlement and do whatever they want? We, you know, if you even call that out, it helps us too. I mean, it's not like you have to go grab somebody who's hopping into line. But if you're like, hey, listen, this is something that I've noticed that you might want to keep your eye on. It helps us out a lot. Like I said before, there's a lot of you and there's a few of us. So we don't need you to be the big brother of the parks but if you see something say something wow, it sounds so cheesy I may have to delete that because it sounds so cheesy nope I decided to keep it in because um, it's true um, and then the last thing is we deal with the same thing on a different scale is like not bitching about the prices yeah I get prices are a little if not a lot of out of control at the theme parks but I guarantee you, if you're talking to somebody on the front line, they're not setting the prices for anything. So coming up and saying, this is awful, this is terrible, how can you do this, this is highway robbery, we're like, yeah, well, we get it. And um, you know, there's a, re- there's a reason that the theme parks make the prices that they do, but they, for the most part, we don't get involved in it. I was helping out one of the... One of the food service stations at Universal back in my Schwab's days, and a guest bought like a pack of like a bag of Lay's potato chips. They weren't even Universal potato chips. They were just like you know ones you get at the store, and you open it up, and it's like you know as you guys know, it's like half air. And he like lost, he super lost it because he paid three dollars for this tiny bag of air, and he's like, how how can you even do this? Uh, what did he say? He said something about like you're, you're ripping off the little guy. I forgot so long ago. But then we had to get a manager involved, and the manager's like, well, "I don't know what you want me to do. These these chips are are not even made by us. Uh, so I, I can empathize with you, but I 
here, here's another bag of chips. Does that help? Like, here you go. So anyways, uh, yeah, so that's it. So cast members are people. Employees are people. Team members are people. Newsflash. I'm sure you guys all know that. And I'm sure you have friends who are in the business and uh, have probably, they've probably told you some stories too or you've experienced them. And so, um, you know, the po- the idea of this podcast wasn't to... to rat anyone out or say this you know, to bitch about the current state of guests and things like that. It's just something that, that I've noticed and my friends have noticed back when we worked at in the front lines at the theme parks of some of the things that were pretty funny and other things that just set us off because it's a, it's a job of volume. It is, really is. And, and when you get to those parts of the season where there are just so many people and so many uh, different perspectives and personalities and, and a lot of times you're the one keeping it all together uh, it, it can get a little stressful but on the flip side of things there's also a lot of positive experiences so I hope you didn't listen to this and just think that I was griping about uh, this the state of things I mean granted I haven't worked there in years long 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 time so things may have changed although I do go quite a bit and I notice things and so this could also be something that you notice as a guest and you're totally related with. Uh, there's some other things that we didn't even talk about that I, I've left off here, like, you know, tour groups or, uh, well, that really. <laughs> um, but that's for another day. And so um, keep your eyes peeled when you go out to the parks. See who's having a great time. See who might be a little stressed out. Look at the guests and see which guests fall into what buckets we discussed. Uh, so anyways... I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I look forward to creating the next ones. But in the in the meantime, if you want, you can um, find some more information at uh, my Twitter handle, WDWTales, and Instagram, WDWTales, my Facebook page, WDWTales, making it easy for you guys to, to find me wherever I am. So hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying the show, guys. I really am, as I continue to mention... And uh, I'll see you next time.